Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Beats with Kelly Kennedy, uh, where I love to engage you in your own health journey by introducing you to not only the wisdom of your body and how it really works, but also my incredible colleagues that I've been so blessed to travel around this world with for the last 20 years and learn from and educate with, and that is the naturally oriented therapist, medically enlightened doctors and specialists, of which we showcase here on the Beats, as well as many different biohacks and ways that you can improve your own health and optimize your own health. And to that end, we have a couple of things and announcements we want to make, make sure that you're aware of everything that we're doing. So one of the things that we just finished up was the lymphatic summit. Uh, Siobhan Sarna hosted an incredible event full of experts worldwide. And I was very blessed to be part of this lymph summit. And you can imagine that I was very excited about it. And so that was April 19th to the 25th. Make sure you catch that if you haven't already. We have a dental summit coming up in September. We have a mold and lime summit coming up in May that we're part of. All of these summits, if there's anything you want to be a part of or would like to be engaged in, please just comment below or email us and we'll make sure that you're linked up. We also have started some classes, um, our first series of classes on heart rate variability, lymph, and emotions in that order. The first one just happened a, a week or two ago, and we have the next one coming up on the lymphatics on April 30th, so make sure you catch that. Um, Michelle Nelson from The Flow Show and I are going to be doing the Lymphatic Health 101 um, for your viewing pleasure and for your health pleasure and your health journey. And today on The Beats... I've brought back one of my incredible favorite colleagues and guests, Dr. Daryl Geoffrey, whom honestly, I feel like Dr. Daryl and I could talk for about five days straight. And the reason I asked Dr. Daryl to come on today was one is he's written a new book called Get Off Your Sugar. His previous book called Get Off Your Acid is an incredible opportunity for us to make some changes in our life and to help our bodies to optimize that immune system that we talk so much about um, through nutritional changes. And one of the reasons I asked Dr. Daryl to do this particular show, because I wanted to talk about change and you're going to find this um, subject matter for the next few episodes of the beats, because change is what needs to happen in our bodies and in this world for us to go into a different trajectory. And Dr. Gerald is a master at change and helping people make changes. And this podcast, get out your pen and paper. He talks faster than I do. And there's a lot of information, a lot of content in here and a lot of takeaways. Um, but make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss another one because what knowing what Dr. Daryl is going to be starting in his podcast as well, you're going to want to be a part of that. There's a lot of passion and devotion here. And I think more than anything, what you'll find are the answers you're looking for in regards to how do I make these long lasting changes and why haven't I made these changes? That's the things we talk about today and why you're gonna wanna make those changes as we move forward. We're also talking about that. We make it very simple and easy. Um, so you hopefully don't feel overwhelmed, but we're always open for your comments. We are here to help give you and empower you with what knowledge and the steps you need to take to take better control over your health, your wellness, your vitality, and to optimize this function of living so you can thrive and enjoy life like we do. And I know you're going to hear a lot of enjoyment from us today. And so we pray that you enjoy the show as much as we do. And if you do, please feel free to share it with your friends. Thank you so much. Enjoy Dr. Daryl Geoffrey today on The Beats.
to the beats with Kelly Kennedy. And I'm here with one of my absolute favorite guests. And I know I say that often, but there's a real difference here with Dr. Daryl Geoffrey, because when we met, it was like, it was very similar to Dr. Christine Schaffner. It was like, oh my God, where have you been my whole life? And I feel like somebody actually understands me the way and this medicine in this world and has the same devotion and passion. And he loves live blood as much as I do. And that's how it all started. If you've heard our previous podcast. But I asked Dr. Daryl to come on today. One is because once again, he's written another amazing book, not only get off your acid, but now get off your sugar. He's very direct. I love that about him as well. <laughs> um, but what we want to talk about today, Dr. Daryl, is you're really incredible at helping people make changes in their life. And one of the things that I've come to realize in the last year that we've been dealing with in 20 and 2021 is that it's very difficult for people to change their minds and to change their belief system and their perceptions of what's going on. And I, I wanna just unpack that a little bit. Like, why is it difficult for humans to make changes and, and how can we get better at it so that we can live a healthier lifestyle? Because one thing I'm pretty sure of is that the change that we needed for 2020 wasn't to wear a mask and that was gonna protect us from a virus, right? Like my husband and I have been talking about, if you have a, an invader coming into your home, do you hide in the corner and wait for them to leave or do you stand up and fight them and make sure they don't come into your home? And I think one of the things that we unite about is I, wanna, I don't wanna just boost my immune system. I wanna optimize my immune system. I wanna optimize my life so that whatever intruder comes in, I am a fighting machine ready to take it on. I'm not going to hide in the corner with a mask on and think that that's going to be it. Keep going. Cause you're on fire right now. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Anyway, Kelly, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, it's, it's always such a pleasure. You know, I love and appreciate you so much for everything that you do and your passion. And uh, I, I couldn't have said it better. So uh, always great to spend this time with you. And uh, I know we can go on forever, but you said so many amazing things right there. Uh, right off the bat, which is um, you have to really just get compelling behind the reasons why you're going to do what you're going to do. And you talk about COVID-19. I mean, this year has been insane what we've all been through, the amount of stress, the psycho psychological stress. Uh, I read an article just last week. I'm not sure if you saw this, but um, it was a study showing 40% um, of Americans, two out of every five people, when they look at themselves in the mirror right now, they can't even recognize who's looking back at them from a weight standpoint, from a psychological standpoint. In other words, they have changed so much because of the amount of stress, physical, emotional, and chemical that they've been going through, that all of us has been going through over the past 12 months, stacked on to life in general, which is very stressful you know, at, at the core of it. Um, and I think that's the big issue is that we were not ready for this pandemic. When I say we weren't ready for it, um, we were blindsided by it. No one knew that this was going to happen. I was in, you know, I've been bi-coastal between here and New York City. I'm in California right now. Uh, but New York City back, you know, a year ago, back March or whatever, it was crazy. It was like the epicenter back then. Um, you wouldn't even recognize it. And to this point, you still can't recognize New York. It's it's literally been a, a forever changed city. Um, it's getting its mojo back now. But to your point, everyone's still wearing masks in isolation. And the ultimate goal is to strengthen our body. You know, the, the whole concept of this new book uh, is going from stress eating to strength eating. And mm. when this whole quarantine was slapped upon us, what did most of us do? We crawled into our foxholes and most of us never came out. And we didn't start eating broccoli and leafy greens and green juices and green smoothies and doing lymphatic drainage. We started stress eating. And think about that concept for a second. When we stress eat, what are the foods that we typically go for? 
We go for comfort food, which is another way of saying sugar, right? Junk food. But here's the problem. Comfort food doesn't comfort us at all. It gives you that maybe that instant gratification because of the dopamine hit that your brain got. But the problem is you're only stressing your body more. You're stressing your weight. You're stressing your energy. You're stressing your resilience in your immune system. So to your point, we need to have a strategy to get back on the road to optimal health. And there's definitely a difference between being healthy and optimal health. You know, someone that is feeling pain, they're over here, all right? Then they get to become pain-free or I'm feeling okay. That's just going from pain-free to neutral. But there's a whole bigger gap from neutral to optimize. And that's the gap where we need to feel. We need to basically move that dial towards better health. And how do we do that? We do that by stacking, by adding all the things that make us healthier, stronger from a chemical standpoint, blocking factors that are helping us deal with stress and obviously the foods that we eat, moving our bodies more. And as we add more of those things, the good will outweigh the bad. But here's the thing, you have to have a solid foundation with our psychology, which we should talk about, the purpose, the why, the reason why you're ready to make that change in the first place. Because once that honeymoon phase is over, if you don't surround or support yourself with a big enough reason why, you're gonna go back to the old ways. And you can see why I'm so darn in love with Dr. Gerald, because look at that passion. And for me, one of the greatest things you said was stress eating versus strength eating and adding things in, you know, so many people in our industry talk about takeaway, takeaway. I've got client after client with stacks of papers of all the different practitioners they've been to and all the list of things they can't do and can't eat. And it's so limiting and it's so like it's it's shrinking rather than expanding it's deprivation and no one wants to make a healthy change from deprivation again i mean we we talked about this last time we got to say it again january 1st most of us are motivated to make change why because it's january 1st because the clock changed one minute all of a sudden wow let's do our new year's resolutions new year's goals fast forward to january 15th just two weeks later the research shows 92 percent of people who made resolutions fail why is that? We got to ask better questions. Why is the reason behind why people are not getting through with their, their convictions and their goals? It's because they base their change on a date, not based on a real underlying purpose to why they want to make a change. And yes, we can have superficial goals, Kelly, like losing weight. There's nothing wrong with that. We're in spring. Like people are going to be getting ready for bikinis and all that stuff with the summer coming. There's nothing wrong with that as a goal. I'm talking about a deeper goal something that's more compelling that literally when you think about this moves you down to your very soul that gives you goosebumps. You know, I just got goosebumps as I'm saying this because I'm thinking about my daughter, Aaliyah, who's three, who turns four tomorrow. It's hard to believe that she's four and my son's going to turn seven next week. That is my why. My sugar addiction, my battle against sugar for most of my life, that was my original why. That's kind of the whole reason why I, I started everything that I'm doing. It started with my own health struggles, all the ups and downs. But it's taken on a whole new meaning. Once I had kids, it's like there's a bigger reason for why I want to live longer. I want to be around to help them, to guide them, to support them, to see them grow up in age. And on the flip side, a few years ago, I lost my father to a hard-fought battle to esophageal cancer. So I saw the struggles that he had. And you know, when one family member gets cancer, what they say, and it's true, is that the whole family gets cancer. And what I mean by that emotionally, we all deal with that horrific thing that that one person has to go through. And I vowed to myself and to my dad that I would make this my mission to do whatever I can from my own personal standpoint to pre prevent as many people from suffering the way that he did. And that was my vow, holding his hand right before he died and, uh, and, then, and then he passed. So you, know, you have to 
figure out what your why is. Spend five minutes. It's the most important thing that you can do and make it something that really, really drives you to want to get up and start that change right now. You got to start today. And I think that's so important because the hows are out there, right? Like yeah. there's a thousand books on hows. Your two, your books are some of the best, obviously. And that's why we have you on here. But there's also the why becomes the motivation as to why I'm going to do the how, right? And every day you have to face yourself when you go through, like we've said it before, health is not a destination. It's a journey, right? So if I wake up in the morning, I'm going to start off with my sugary cake in the morning or my sugary cereal in the morning or my acidic meal in the morning, rather than my alkaline full of greens, full of live food. Those are decisions that are going to lead me down a path. And if I don't have a reason to get up in the morning and make those right decisions, then I might not make that decision. And I might just skip over it and just eat the sugary muffin for the morning breakfast and think that it's call it a day. Yeah. So I, I think that's so important. The morning ritual for me, it's our most important ritual of the day because that sets the stage for the rest of your day. You know, when I wake up, the very first thing I do before I even get out of my bed is I just, tr I put a smile on my face and I have this attitude of gratitude. I'm not going to let myself get out of that bed until I say what I'm grateful. It could be anything. It could be, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful uh, to, to be awake. I'm grateful to be breathing. I'm grateful to have my health. I'm grateful to have my family. It could be specific. It could be non-specific, but it's a positive way to start your day. And then from that, it could be an hour of power. It could be a 10 minute hour of power. What I mean by that is you got to do something that's going to basically create health, alkalinity, movement in the body. When I say movement, I'm talking about movement in your cells and I'm talking about movement with your body. So the first thing my entire family does, my kids do this every single day, every morning without fail, we start with a green juice. And I say this, the green juice is the core of a strength eating diet. I get this question, Kelly, all the time. Like if you had to pick one thing to start with, what would that one thing be? For me, it's a green juice. That, it changed my personal life. Um, when I was addicted to sugar, I was able to overcome a lifelong addiction. I'm talking serious, hardcore addiction um, in just a few weeks, 21 days around that. And why is 21 days the magic number? Because that's what it takes to recreate a new habit in the body. So I stopped with, as you said, that deprivation approach because it never served me. Most of the clients I coach, they don't do well with deprivation because of the impact it has on your psychology. Now, some people can do it. Some people can quit cold turkey. And trust me, it's a noble way to go about it. But the problem with this is that you're not addressing the underlying reasons why you are craving those addictive carbs in the first place. You know, people remove the poison, but they don't give the body the antidote. So we definitely want to talk about minerals, especially magnesium, the most deficient mineral in the human body. So for fourth most abundant mineral, but I'm going to tell you it's the most important mineral that you need to focus on if you're having gut issues, if you're having digestive issues, if you're having sleep issues, if you're having constipation, low energy, reflux. I mean, this is such an important mineral. So that's why I love greens and green juice. When you drink the green juice, it's pre-digested. So it's like bypassing the gut. It's going right into the blood where it drives that alkalinity into the system. Plus you're getting hydration. So your cells love that as the very first thing to do in the morning. And then what I'll do, you know, we're, 
we're, you're the, the queen of lymphatic uh, drainage. So uh, you can talk more to this than me, but obviously um, I, I'm just such a huge uh, proponent of it. Um, I love the, the rebounder. I'll do that for 10 minutes in the morning. Of course, I have my Flopresso right there, my favorite form of lymphatic drainage by far because of all the things that it does. I think it's so important that we move our lymph system because that's what's getting backed up. That's what's getting clogged. They are your garbage collectors. And if they get backed up, guess what? It's gonna come out through your skin. I had a client just before here, I was doing a virtual and she was having a bunch of redness under her armpits and a bunch of stuff on her scalp. And again, this is not about you know, what the doctors did or didn't do, but it is, I guess, because they threw antibiotics and steroids at her. You know, so that's what they have in their tool bag. That's what I was trying to tell her is that they didn't dig down deep and find the underlying cause of why the skin showed what it, what it was showing. And we talked about gut, we talked about lymphatic system, and this is a gut problem. This was not a skin issue. So they were putting all these lotions and potions on her and wondering why she wasn't getting well, right? It's like if uh, you have a fire in your home or apartment, let's just like snip the wire to the alarm and let's let that fire take you out. But guess what? You don't hear the alarm, so you're gonna just stay asleep. But here's the thing, the fire will take you out. So we got deep down and just an hour, we started addressing what she needed to do to wake up her system, to improve her gut health, her microbiome, her oral microbiome all these things. And the crazy thing is we didn't even talk about her skin. We talked about the real underlying causes. So this is the type of stuff we have to think about. And it's not about you know doing a million things, just pick one. It could be a green juice. It could be bouncing on a rebounder for 10 minutes. It could be doing a dry skin brush to stimulate lymphatic flow. But start with one thing, master that one thing for seven days or whatever time works for you because fit this into your lifestyle and then go to the next thing and then go to the next thing and then go to the next. And before you know it, you're stacking and there's a geometric change that happens over time. And it will happen, guys. The good will outweigh the bad. It might take a little bit longer, but who cares how long it takes if this thing's going to sustain you for the rest of your life? We got to get off that stress eating yo-yo diet. Talk about blowing out so many subject matters in like five minutes. That was, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to start. The magnesium. So stress, I presume, takes magnesium out of your body, right, Dr. Darrell? A thousand percent, because when you're stressed, there's a few things that happens. Your cortisol pumps up. And then when your cortisol pumps up, that's your stress hormone. And your body, all it cares about is getting out of what's called the fight or flight system. Because when you're stressed, your body does go into fight or flight. And we measure this. I mean, we do this through heart rate variability. We were talking about that earlier um, before, before we got on. But there's all these different things that you can actually measure the health of your nerve system and how you're adapting to stress. And I think that's the reality of what's going on right now is that um, for most people, stress is managing them, but we need to help people manage stress better. Um, so when we're stressed, what happens is your, your body doesn't care about digesting food or your immune system. It just says, get out of danger because I don't want you to be lunch for that saber-toothed tiger over there. So run, run, run. And what happens is the body starts burning sugar as the primary source of fuel. Now, sugar is not an essential fuel. However, your body will burn it off first because it's a quick fuel, but it's also a dirty fuel. The byproduct of burning off sugar is something called lactic acid. And again, the body needs minerals to neutralize the acidity of just these byproducts of human metabolism. But the other thing that happens when we're stressed, I said before, your digestive system shuts down. So now we're not producing hydrochloric acid because the body doesn't care about that. But you still have to eat, right? You can choose not to exercise, but you can't not eat. So when you're eating, no matter what the food is, you have to be able to digest that food to be able to absorb and assimilate the food. You're not what you eat, like most people think. You're what you digest, absorb, and assimilate. So we need that hydrochloric acid in our stomach. And 
I'm telling you, this is the core of what I'm doing with so many clients right now, no matter what the downstream problems are from lymphatics, hormonal issues, back pain, joint pain, whatever it is, we have to look at the upper GI system because that's where so much goes wrong. Do we have enough hydrochloric acid? Well, most people don't, especially as they age. And then you tack on stress, stress eating, sugar, antibiotics, all these other things, which lowers that. Now you need the hydrochloric acid in the stomach to absorb the minerals. This is why so many people are deficient in magnesium, uh, things like zinc, which is so important for our immune system right now, vitamin C, um, iodine, which you need for thyroid. I can't tell you how many hypothyroid cases I'm seeing. Um, and I literally think because the so many people have low production of hydrochloric acid, we're not digesting our food, those nutrients aren't getting into the body. So we have to look at chewing the food. Allergy situation, creating a, a thyroid situation. So with the stress, and you talk about stress eating during COVID, I've had so many clients. What was it when I was in college? They called it the college 15, right? <laughs> quarantine 15. <laughs> what is it? Freshman 15. Well, yeah, but now they're calling it the quarantine 15. Right. That's what I was just right. going to say. They changed it to quarantine 15. And yeah. I've had a lot of clients tell me I've been on the coronavirus diet. And, and Ian and I both lost weight, like hand to God. We both lost weight during coronavirus because we went, we're like, oh my gosh, we have more time. So we get to meditate more and be outside more. And I don't know, we didn't eat, like we don't stress eat. So we didn't eat as much because we weren't doing as much. And we just felt like we weren't eating as much because we didn't need it. And it's funny because I think so much about what you said in regards to frequency and people are looking to fill a hole, you know, they fill this big hole, they get all this stress, they get all this high cortisol, they're eating up their magnesium, they're trying to feed their bodies. They feed it with, with these stressful foods, which create more acid right? Which creates more of a, an environment that's conducive to not allowing. And so it lowers their frequency. And what you and I are really good at is raising our frequency and adding things to our life to increase our frequency. And I think this is one of the things that I want people to understand in regards to change. You know, Ayn and I didn't sit home during coronavirus and go, we don't want to gain weight. So we're going to take all the food out of the house. We actually went, wow, we don't know what's going on for the first couple of weeks. So we're like, we're going to eat really well. We're going to make sure that there's nothing but good food on our plate. We spend yeah. more time outside. We drink really good water. Now is not the time to eat cookies and cakes and sugars because we're home. That's the opposite. So we really went to that extreme. But I think that took a lot of willpower. And mostly we were like, okay, if this is just a couple of weeks, that's fine. But if it's going to be a few months, what are we going to be teaching our son that during crisis? We, and that became my motivation factor. Cause honestly, if it was I and I alone, I might not have made the right decision, the right decision, the proper uh, biological decision for my body. But because my son is always watching us, <laughs> I always am like, oh, he's going to mirror back whatever we do. So if he thinks it's okay now to, you know, eat ice cream all day long, then he, cause he sees us do it. Then he's going to think it's okay that, oh, during vacation, we eat ice cream ver versus during vacation. We have more time to eat better food because we have more time to make better food. Now we get to make our own ice cream. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I think that's one of the most important things. Cause people always say, how do I keep my kids healthy? How do they, you know, they see the videos of Braden and Ali, and it's not always that easy. Let me just tell you, but it's yeah, I want you to raise Silas, by the way, when you get a chance, because it does look really <laughs> easy from your Instagram. I'll leave it with my wife for a week, trust me, she'll, she'll get a, she'll, she'll make it happen. Um, but 
I think you said so many important things. And I, the New York Times came out with a study a few weeks ago um, showing that the average person gained two pounds a month uh, because of the stress eating. And I mean, there's obviously a lot of factors, but I think the key thing we need to really look at here is the people who promoted better health during the pandemic and the people who went the other way. Most people went the other way. Um, anticipation is such an important thing for health, which what I mean by that is that we don't know the road ahead. Like I said before, we were blindsided by this pandemic, but the people who walked in, or I should say ran into the pandemic because they were exercising, who were doing all the things like you that li lived a pretty much balanced lifestyle. Doesn't have to be perfect. I'm talking 80-20, right? Doing the right things to help keep the body in balance. Those are the people that tended to fare, fare better. You know, I use this when people always ask me about COVID-19 and you know, sickness, all that. I always say, let's control what we can control. We can't control what's out there, but I can control how I eat, how I think, how I move, or lack thereof. You know, if there's a hurricane and you go to the beach the next day, what are you gonna find? You're gonna see a few houses that haven't been kept up, they haven't been well-maintained, um, and they're just in a, a complete wreck. They're in just rambles. Then right next to it, you're gonna see that house that's been reinforced with steel and kept up and well-maintained every year. And uh, basically, same beach, same hurricane, different outcome. We're no different. That's the key thing. Great. We need to focus on the biological terrain. That's where you build your strength up. You know, Kelly, we do live blood cell analysis. That was our original passion that kind of brought us together. And you see those cells degenerating, decaying, just like you know, our good friend, Dr. Jerry Curatola sees people's teeth decay. Well, guess what? Your cells can decay. And the research shows is that when your red blood cells, which have the potential to live 120 days, that's four months. So when you come back and retest yourself four months, you will have a complete rollover of every red blood cell in your system. But so many times when we see these red blood cells, which should be round, symmetrical, strong, vibrating, resonant, separated, nice, clear fluid. It's like the fish, right? You want fish to be in a, in a, a, a clear pond. But what we see is so many of these cells breaking down prematurely. Why? Because of stress, because of oxidative damage, because of inflammation, because of the byproducts of what sugar and grains and artificial sweeteners and dairy and eating too much protein and stress does to your cells. And what the research has shown is that viruses like the coronavirus, uh, like influenza, like the common cold, they can penetrate that cell wall faster because that cell doesn't have the resilience. So what's the solution? It's to get on a strength eating diet and to do things that's going to strengthen your body. And all the things that we talk about as far as the balanced lifestyle that you guys were doing when this happened is the reason why you guys were fine, all right? You didn't need a drug or a potion or a pill. You just needed to, to be who you are and keep your body in that healthy balanced state. And it's sad that we did lose a lot of people, but again, that's a whole nother story behind you know, the, the study that came out today was, was the, were those people really coronavirus, a lot of them coronavirus victims. So it's, it's a lot of craziness going out there. So let's not make ourselves crazy about all the information, the fear care and the misinformation. Let's just focus on what we know we can control, which is what I do from the moment I get up to that very end of the day before I go to sleep and what I can do to make my body stronger, to give myself the best chance of having the best resilience possible. And thank you, Dr. Darrell. That's an incredible point because I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of coronavirus, which we could, of course, but here's the thing. These, this is a lifestyle that we're talking about. And he's brought up multiple times. You know, the number one killer today is, is heart disease, which is a lifestyle disease. Number two is diabetes. This is a lifestyle problems. And what um, Dr. Darrell is talking about is if we can add things to our life, 
whole different concept, add things to our life to make us feel even better, to increase our frequency. Movement, you talked about that earlier. That was one of the other things I wanted to impact or unpack. When you talk about movement, you're shifting your frequency. You're moving. You're not like, I'm going to get out of bed stiffly. Then I'm going to stiffly sit at breakfast table and eat two eggs and bacon. Then I'm going to stiffly get my shoes and socks on. And I'm going to go out the door. I'm going to sit in my chair all day. I'm going to sit at my computer. And then I'm going to drink my coffee. I'm going to eat my burger for lunch. I'm going to go home. I'm going to sit down on the couch. I'm going to watch the television. I'm going to eat my bowl of ice cream. And then I'm going to lay down and go to bed. That is not our lifestyle. I can guarantee you that. And I, I don't, I've never spent an entire day with Dr. Gerald yet, but I can guarantee you that's not how his life goes. It's, it's not sustainable. We are literally animals in captivity and, and that's, that's what's happening. And, you know, there's a saying motion is emotion. Mo- look at like the two, what I consider two of the healthiest people out there that we see it's babies and athletes. Well, what's the commonality between babies and athletes? It's flexibility. I mean, I watched my kids when they were like one and two and still to this day, like how flexible they are. I'm like, that would break me right now, right? <laughs> right. But again, like I didn't know these things. I'm so grateful that we're able to help people with the information that we have. I'm able to raise my kids this way because, you know, it wasn't my parents' fault. You know, they just learned from right. MFTP, mother, father, teacher, preacher. They learned what they learned. You know, I had to drink milk every night. We all know now that milk does not do your body good. Milk actually leaches calcium from your bones. You know, the number one cause of osteoporosis, osteopenia, is not a calcium deficiency. It's acidity in the blood, and the body starts to pull calcium from the bones, pull magnesium from the muscles, pull bicarbonate from your mouth, and that's where you're getting the minerals from to deal with the priority, which is the most important number in the body, which is the pH of your blood. It's that important. And the body robs Peter to pay Paul. So your body has no problem letting itself break down, fall apart for the higher interest of keeping you in a, keeping you in a live state. So, I mean, all these things are critical. You know, sugar is so addictive. It's been proven to be eight times more addictive than cocaine. Um, I mean, that's just insane to think about. It's a drug. I mean, it's literally, it's not a food. It's a drug. In fact, it's America's drug of choice. Yeah. So pulling that out is so hard, especially we talked about magnesium. It takes your body 54 molecules of magnesium to neutralize one molecule of sugar. So that's why we're so depleted of minerals. We're depleted because it's not in the food source anymore. It's not in the soil anymore. We have lower levels of hydrochloric acid. So we're not, taking, we're not, be able, we're not able to assimilate the minerals. So this is why we have to get more minerals in the diet. As far as magnesium, if I can give a few practical tips, because um, I want to give some people some things to take home with them. Just like we love diet variation, our good friend, Dr. Dan Papa talks about it all the time. You know, it's so, so important. What's more important than the diet itself, it doesn't matter if you're keto philosophy, vegan, vegetarian, uh, Mediterranean, paleo, don't worry about that. What's more important than the individual diet itself is diet variation. We got to get different forms of food. And the same thing goes for your minerals. We have to get minerals in our body from different sources. So I love taking like a magnesium lotion or oil, putting that on my skin. I do that with my kids as well. That's a great way to get magnesium. What I love to do is Epsom salts bass with baking soda. Epsom salts is magnesium sulfate. Baking soda is sodium bicarbonate. So you have these two high alkaline salts. You throw in some essential oils. I do two cups Epsom, one cup baking soda, hot bath, 20 minutes, throw in some essential oils there. That's another great way to get these minerals transdermally into the body. Taking a mineral supplement, you know, that's critical with the right ratios. We got to make sure we're not getting too much calcium because that's the biggest mistake. We have way too much calcium in our bodies. The missing mineral is magnesium. Get these minerals in from your diet. 
more green juices, fresh green juices. You can do our green powder, put that into your water. That's what I do when I wake up. It's cost effective, it's easy. So green juices, green smoothies, green soups, more stir fries, more salads. Again, diet variation. When you give yourself more of these minerals, guess what happens? Your body comes alive. Because the reality is, is that your body doesn't run on proteins, fats, and carbs, as important as they are, your body's electric. It runs through the nerve system. And what makes the nerve system run is minerals, especially magnesium. And I would like to say for everybody that Dr. Gerald's green powder is actually made from greens. And the reason I want to mention that, and he talks about green drinks is because I travel quite a bit and I always try to find a juice bar when I travel because I don't have my juicer with me and I don't have great resources like that. So I'm, you know, when you travel, so I'm like, oh, the best thing I can do is find a juice bar. And I'm 90% 90% of the time disappointed because when I walk into the juice bar, the smoothie bar, whatever it is, I'm like, do you have vegetables here? Or is it just fruit? <laughs> like, you know, your green juice has spinach with uh, pineapple and apples and some other berry and some kind of, you know, uh, almond milk or something like that. But it's, it's all fruit without the greens and I sugar, have, sugar water. Yeah. Sugar, sugar water. water. And, and, or they use fruit even worse, which is that frozen fruit with a syrup in it and all that stuff. Yeah. But I happened upon, I was in Chelsea a couple of weeks ago and I, ha, I don't honestly remember the name of it, but I walked in and I was like, Oh my gosh, your, your green smoothie has carrots and, <laughs> and kale and cucumber, uh, Fiji apple. And like one other green, I can't, Oh, um, um, col- uh, collard greens they put in it. It was, it was an interesting flavor. It was good though, but it was like, oh, there's a green drink. And I, I really want to impart that upon people. And because that's hard to find, I'm going to start traveling with your greens. I just realized as I was saying it, this is going to help me tremendously to always have your greens with me so that I know that I have that because I like to start my morning off. I don't drink coffee and I've been trying to get off of tea for a while because I just don't, I don't need caffeine. Can we all agree? I don't need caffeine. And even tea, I don't really need. I just like having something in the morning that's ritualistic for some reason. Something tasty in the morning that's not water. I drink water all day long, every day. It's all I drink, except for a cup of tea. But I would like to switch it. And I'm going to make the change now. And what's motivating me to make that change? I'll tell you what's motivating me. Because my son is watching me drink tea all the time. And he wants tea now. And I'm like, I'm not giving my kid even the little green tea because it's still caffeine. I don't want to get him caffeine. And so that's my motivation factor. So there is always, I mean, at this point, what motivates me more than anything is helping educate the world so that my, my kid has friends that doesn't think he's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because like the, the people who were homeschooling before the pandemic happened were seen as crazy. And now they're like, how do you do it? Right. I have one of my clients, their whole family, they come in to get adjusted and uh, all four of their children were homeschooled. And it's really interesting to see how our belief system, as you started off, you know, it's like your belief system is right because it's your belief system, but it doesn't mean that you can't change that or, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's important that we be open-minded to change and um, what's the goal that you're after. And I agree for me, it's, it's really about my children now. And, but it's like, put your mask on first before you put their mask on, because if we want to live longer and have a good quality of life, we have to make sure that 
we are putting the right things in our body. And then of course they're going to do that. And that's the best way. Role modeling says success leaves clues and it does. And we're only as strong as the weakest link. So, you know, if, if my wife is in there and she's eating all the right foods, but I'm like having sugar and my son or daughter catches, catches me with that, guess what happens? How can I say don't eat sugar if I, you know, so you yeah. have to step up. We got to draw a line in the sand. You know, in my first book, Get Off Your Acid, I talk about uh, the story about uh, Cortez, the conquistador. And when he would get to the island with his armada ready to fight, he would say, burn the boats. And the whole point was, if you want to take the island, you better be ready to burn the boats. And what that means is burn those boats because you're either going to stay and fight or you're going to die. And that's how you got to look at this game of health, because all of a sudden you can find out that you have cancer. But cancer is not something you get like that. Cancer is something that we get from stress from not breathing, from toxicity. Like it happens over time. And I dealt with this with my father. And um, you know, that was the question. How did this happen? How did this happen? It, it wasn't like the moment. It's a lifestyle. So yeah. again, it all comes off to dealing with those buckets, which is how do we deal with stress from an emotional standpoint? So we have to do more things like meditating and doing just simple breathing. Um, something like brain tap. There's a lot of different things. Going out for a walk in nature and just leaving your phone behind and just looking at what's around you. You know, that's present time consciousness to deal with the emotional stresses. And then obviously there's the physical stress, which is we're forced to be on Zoom, you know, most of us, and we're forced to be sitting down. So you gotta get up, you gotta move the body in between meetings, get up and just start bouncing. You know, there's a lot of simple ways you can do it, but we gotta get our bodies back into motion for that physical stress. And then there's the chemical stress, which I think is obviously such a huge one. Um, and that's all the things that we're putting into our body that's stressing us down to that cellular level from a chemical standpoint. And those are all the stress types of foods that we're putting. So it's not about saying stop, stop, stop. It's like, what's a better version of that food? So instead of having milk chocolate, maybe you're gonna have 100% dark chocolate. Well, that's a better option. Well, what's a better option than that? Raw cacao. So, you know, there's so many different um, swaps that we give in the book like that to give people practical strategies to not make this all or none, to not make this being about perfect because that's how we sabotage our health. I was a perfectionist for many years. I probably still am under the radar to some degree, but it sabotages because guess what? You're never going to be perfect, but yeah. we can be better. And if we make better choices, the quality of those better choices we make, guess what? That improves the quality of your energy, the quality of your sleep the quality of your digestion. And when you start to see your energy getting better, it's because you're making better choices. No one ever had a green juice and after said, hey, I feel like crap, right? No, right. you feel good. You feel yeah. good. Now you it's might not fun. like it at first because your taste buds are so addicted to the sugar like mine were, but here's the cool thing. Just keep on going. 14 days is all it takes to retrain your taste buds. Just like your blood changes every 120 days, your taste buds will roll over every 14 days. And that's why someone will do like a cleanse, Kelly, or they'll start eating better. And then all of a sudden, like 10 days later, or 14 days later, like, wow, this salad actually tastes good. Or this green juice is not as bad as it used to be. Well, let me tell you, the green juice didn't change. You changed. That's what you need to do. You need to be the change that you want to see. And then once you become that change, guess what? That starts to spread to your family, your children, your friends. And then when you guys have dinner, you know, hopefully we can go out for dinner now and get the connection back, which we all so desperately need. But you become the topic of conversation because people want energy. They want what you have. You exude that certainty. That's what happens when you restore your health. So about 17 things just happened in my mind while you were talking. So I'll try to like bring them all together. So energy is a frequency. Everything, you know, Tesla said, if you want to understand the universe, you best first look to frequency energy and vibration to understand the wor world. We are an energetic being. 
right? We, we have a physical body, a mental body, an emotional body, and an etheric body. That is our body electric, right? Dr. Christine Schaffner just did this huge summit called Body Electric. And it's all about that concept that we are an energetic body emitting a frequency. Everything on the planet we mentioned earlier has a frequency. So food is in, and our lifestyle is either increasing our frequency or dulling our frequency. And I think the point that I want to clarify is that Dr. Daryl's frequency is very clear, very loud and very um, loud, not in, you know, very pure in the fact that he keeps his frequency very clean and he keeps increasing his frequency because he wants to keep increasing his frequency because he wants to thrive in his life and he wants to live well and experience life and connect with others. And if you have a dull frequency, it's harder to hear that. It's like turning on your AM radio, if you still have that in your car, and hearing a fuzzy station like in the 560s versus going right to FM and to 102.2 or whatever and going, oh, there's that radio station I'm listening to. We are all frequency machines. And, and the heart rate variability that we talked about earlier is looking at our frequency. And it's looking at how well our body is accommodating, how well our frequency is accommodating the stressors that we put on it. And what we're hoping that you're getting today is that you've got to lessen maybe a little bit of the frequency things that maybe you're exposing yourself to, but you can change your frequency by adding things into your life and do that for a purpose. And I implore you to search what that purpose is, but if just the purpose is to have a better energy, to have more energy, to have more vitality, to live this life that we all are living in a vitalistic way so yeah. that you want to, because you're enjoying it so that you are the top of a conversation at dinner. So that everybody's going, what are you doing the different than everybody else? Why were we on a boat with 500 people within 30 seconds yeah. we meet and we spent two hours together because our energy vibration pulled each other again. Oh, you're same. You're the same. Oh, let's get together and have a conversation about how we understand the world the same. And both of our frequencies are really clear and because of how we live and that it's just very obvious. I feel his heart, you know, and for those of you who know Rasmus Scout Bergenhausen, the gentleman that created um, Sound to Soul, which is the heart rate variability, one of the devices I use, we did a training yesterday. It was amazing. And one of the things he talked about, and I think this is such a great definition that his definition of life is change in motion or change in movement. And it exemplifies what you said today. Like, Life is movement. You got to get up and move. You got to increase your vibration. You got to keep moving towards something. And change is life. And if you're not changing, then you're dying. You're de you're going towards degeneration versus towards regeneration. And you know, earlier we said we're doing it for our kids, but I would postulate that we're doing it for humanity because yeah. there's there's a lot more oh. that's driving us than our children. We wouldn't be on this podcast right now. We'd be home with our kids right now. If yeah. it was just for our kids, we would not be working 80 hours a week bi-coastally like you are and across a coast like I am. We wouldn't be busting our ass, writing books, working all hours of the night if it wasn't for humanity needing to wake up and start to make changes and increase your vibration. Like that's why you do it. Amen. Amen to all that. The world is a, a bigger version of our bodies. And 
the world has become toxic and our bodies have become toxic. And I love that you brought up the word frequency, vibration. It, this is the form of movement, right? Um, and I love the analogy you give. Another analogy I, I give is that like that static noise, it's the toxins building up in the body. And that's what basically detaches us from life, from connection, from being able to be clear mentally. Um, and it's like being in a, I mean, silly analogy, but being in a smelly locker room. Like when you go into a smelly locker room, it's like, oh, that's disgusting. But you're in there for 10 minutes. Guess what? You don't smell anything because you've gotten used to the noise. And that's the problem. There's a pebble in your shoe. It's been there 24 seven for years. You've gotten used to it, but it's still causing irritation. It's still causing inflammation. So frequency, the human body has been, they've studied this. It, it, it operates at the frequency of about 70. Well, it's interesting when you look at the most, what I consider one of the, the next to sprouts, the most powerful food on the planet is wheatgrass juice, which is why that's the number one ingredient we decided to use in our greens is that wheatgrass functions at a frequency of 70 Hertz. Guess what? Right. It's the same Hertz of the human body. Rose, by the way, I believe is up in 250. So smelling a rose, why do we feel so good? Or you get some rose essential oil and you put a little bit on your palm. It's because it's such a high frequency, it's such a high vibration. If you put higher vibration foods into the body and higher vibration movement and higher vibration people, it's just like, you know, it's like the masters that was this past weekend, or you play tennis, you play someone better than you, your game's going to go up. But that person who's up here, who plays someone worse than them, they're going to go down a little bit. So you are the company that you keep in every which way. So I challenge you to look at the company you keep, look at the people that, that you that you speak with on a day-to-day basis, some people you have to, the tolerances that you might've been dealing with in your life and decide that, you know what? I'm not gonna deal with that tolerance anymore and be willing to say no, be willing to hang that up because it's not serving your higher purpose. It's not serving your higher frequency. And I promise you, the more things you do to raise your frequency, it is going to have an everlasting change on your physical body, but because you've dealt with the emotional body. That is critical. Every physical manifestation I see in people, there is an underlying emotional aspect to that. We got to deal with everything. It's huge. Don't y'all think he should start his all his own podcast? I think he should start his own podcast. <laughs> you're coming on. You're gonna be my first guest. Because like sure. you're, you're so incredible, Dr. Gal. I just love, I so mean, I'm, I, I'm so happy to share you with the world as much as the world that I can expose you to with my podcast because the, the stuff that we're talking about, you guys, is so, it should be, I'm not calling it viral anymore. My husband challenged me to not call things going viral anymore. <laughs> we need a new word. We need a new so word. So here's our new word. Ready? It's E-G-G. It's egg. Exponentially growing. Wait, exponential. What's the second G? I forget now. Holy cow. I just came up with it yesterday. It'll come back to me. It's a, it's a grass-fed it's, egg though, right? It's a grass-fed egg. Total grass-fed egg, yes. <laughs> Exponential growth. Um, it's going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> geometrically. Oh, geometrically, yes. Because oh, was that right? It was. Wow. Exponential geometric growth. Instead of vibration, exponential geometric growth. Which is, which is stacking, by the way. That's what stacking is. It's, to the, it's, it's two to the power of two. It's three to the power of three. It's the stacking, which becomes geometric over time. And all this, you know, I, I call it titration as well. Remember back in second grade where we did those chemistry experiments where you would have a clear beaker and then you would drop a clear, like drop, drop, drop. And all of a sudden I like drop 50, boom, the whole thing turns blue. It's a trick question, but what is the most important drop? Right. Some people will say the 50th drop. Some people say the first drop, but the answer is every single drop. Because if we miss one drop any way along the way, you wouldn't have reached that geometric titration to get the change. So my point is whatever you're after, as far as your health goals, 
don't give up five minutes before the miracle happens. Your body's a miracle, but we got to give it what it needs to thrive to make that change. So just everything you do, next drop, 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 drop. And before you know it, boom, the whole thing's going to turn blue. And that's going to be the health transformation from a maybe symptomatic energetic standpoint that you're looking at. But let's not wait for the toothache to come to start taking care of the teeth, to brush and floss. My point is every drop is building stamina, it's building strength in the body. So the 50th drop, the color will happen, but we don't know when that's going to be. So keep on going. That's the key point. Close the gaps, as you said earlier, keep closing the gaps and the frequency is going to increase as you close the gaps. And as you increase the frequency in the movement, your lymph is going to move because your lymph moves. You're going to decrease your accumulation of the bad stuff and increase your accumulation of the good frequencies. Keep building your, your frequencies. Well, we just served, solved all the world's problems and I'm actually not kidding. Let's, just put, that, let's put it on TV now to, to get the real information out there. Yeah, exactly. Put it on the CNN and then everybody will watch it because the thing is that if you guys just took what we said today and put this into action, your whole life would change. And in a year's time, two years time, three years times, four years time, you keep looking back and you just get younger, better, more vital, more flexible. That was the other thing I was going to mention. Rasmus, I call him a flexitarian, right? And he's taught me because I dealt, you and I have such similar backgrounds. My father had cancer. I was type A personality, orthorexic, had totally addicted to sugar, had to like come out of the closet with my sugar addiction many years ago during a standard process. I was so competitive. I realized I was more competitive than I was addicted to sugar. <laughs> uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was my why then. Why did I have to come out? Because I wanted to win the contest. So I had to let yeah. I had to let I know what my real deal was with sugar and how addicted to chocolate it really was. It was hidden throughout our whole house. He was blown away, blown away. I kept going to the cupboards like, look, look, look. And I've learned so much about myself as I go through this process. And yet I know that I'm a better version today than I was yesterday, but I'm going to keep working on it because I got more work. I can keep working because until everyone feels the power inside them that I feel, I will not be satisfied until they understand that healing capacity inside their body and the magic, as you called it, which it is, that it heals itself, that it regenerates. Like, that's incredible. Like when we see this in nature, we go, oh, look, the frog grew its own leg back. We freak out. You can cut half your liver out and it'll grow back, people. Hello, this is an innate amazing intel body. Innate intelligence, the power made the body is the power that will heal your body. It doesn't matter what your age is, no matter, there's never been a specific ailment disease that hasn't gone into remission. There's no such thing as incurable diseases, only incurable people. So what's the self-talk? Your mind is always standing guard to the talking that you're throwing out to the universe. So be mindful of the things that you say. Um, is it going to build something good in the body? Is it going to create something negative, right? So we got to really watch the negative self-talk and we all do it. I mean, it's human nature, it's habit, but again, when you identify, it's like the blinking light. Once you know that blinking light is on, then you can actually turn it off. But if that program's running, you don't know that it's running, it's impossible to change it. Um, and it's interesting that you were, you were a chocolate person like I was, by the way. Look to the things that you're craving in specific foods. And if you look a little bit deeper, you're gonna probably find why you're craving that food. People that are addicted to chocolate love chocolate because it's high in magnesium. I knew you were gonna say that. So I the real- that. It all comes full circle. So the real deficiency that your body has is minerals, specific, uh, specifically magnesium. So you start adding that magnesium, which is so important for uh, 
for uh, stabilizing insulin and glucose levels, you're going to find that the cravings will cut down. So little, you need to have the biohacks, the, the little strategies. So when that little craving monster shows itself, what can you do? Start with a glass of water. Many times thirst and hunger goes to the same part of your brain and then go from there. How can I turn that water into acid kicking water, right? Then you make it a green juice, add some Himalayan salt. So, so many different things that you can do when that craving shows itself, but as you become more sufficient, less deficient, the cravings will go away on their own. So just, you know, just as you said, geometric change over time, pick one thing, start with that. If you're an overachiever, you can start with five things uh, like Kelly over there um, or 20, um, but just start and start today. You know, procrastination, as they say, is true is the killer of dreams. So don't procrastinate. Whatever you said you're going to do next month, do this week. What you're going to do this week, do today. What you can do today, do right now in this moment. Start now. So I have one more question for you because you're uh -huh. awesome. No, it's a good one. I think you'll like this one. We'll see. But before I say that, I would like to mention that we've talked a lot about the brain today, but I want everybody to be aware that your coherence in life comes from your heart. The frequency generator of our body is our heart and mm -hmm. it sends out frequencies all day long. And heart rate variability is a, is a way to assess that frequency that it's sending out. And we are frequency generating machines. And oftentimes, if we don't feel coherent, it's because of what's going on in the mind. So if you're looking for your why, find your coherence, find what makes gives you chills, find earlier when both of us got very emotional, when we talked about humanity versus our children, it's because that was coherent for us because we felt that in our heart, we went, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it actually, that's it. You know, and find your coherence in your heart and your mind will calm down and that will help your magnesium tremendously, by the way. <laughs> so you have studied, helped your father, helped your family, helped yourself, helped clients. You've traveled the world. You've had great mentors. Let's say you have an opportunity today to be on the main stage, the main stage of the world, and you have the microphone and everybody's going to sit down and listen to you. What is the secret you want everybody to know? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, wow. This, this could change because I don't know what the answer is right now, but I just got to go with my innate, what my innate says, which is um, it's, gra it's gratitude. I don't know. That's the word that just came to me. Um, I, I just got chills when I said that, like a long lasting chill. And I find that we all are living in a lot of fear with everything, with the uncertainty of life. And I find it's, a, it's about getting back to grounding, centering. It's like when I'm in New York City, and I, again, I'm bi-coastal, but I'm on this like concrete, which doesn't center me. So I, I have to find ways to center myself. But when I'm here in Newport Beach, you know, with my family and I'm, I'm my feet are in the ocean, like, I don't know, I see clear. So it's about me getting out to nature. But um, I find when, when life is kicking my ass and when there's a lot of stress, um, I gotta just get back to the gratitude. Like we have so much, um, and you look at what's going on in the rest of the world and we just have so much to be grateful for. Um, and I find when I go back to that, that grateful attitude, um, it's just the, the fear, the uncertainty, it just, it just goes away. It helps me deal with my stress better. And I think at the end of the day, um, that's what this is about. Longevity, um, connection. It's about creating less stress in our lives, um, getting back to people. But for me, it's that attitude of gratitude and it's never too late, you know? So um, I think that's, that's, that's what came to me. That I appreciate that's a huge secret. I mean, I think that took me 25 years to understand what real gratitude was about. And, you know, the attitude of gratitude you say so quickly and so it just rolls off your tongue, but that's a huge statement, the attitude of gratitude. 
to be grateful for everything. I was grateful when Corona hit for various reasons. I'm this last year, it was not sucky for me. It was awesome for me. I am grateful for the opportunity that it's created. I'm grateful that everybody's finally talking about health. I'm grateful that people are starting to wake up. I'm grateful to have great connections, but that great being truly grateful, you know, and that's hard for some people. They're sitting home in pain and misery, having lost loved ones. Yet at the end of the day, you can always be grateful for one thing. A hundred thousand people didn't wake up today. You did be grateful for that. And you have an opportunity to live that life in whatever way you choose to. And we're here to help you close the gaps. And Daryl, from our heart to yours and from our heart to everybody's that's listening, we are truly grateful for the information mm. you constantly put out, the content, the books, the, the generosity of your time, of your information on all the boards and all the fronts. I'm so grateful that I've met you and that I get to have you in my life and get to share you with everybody. And I pray that everybody goes on, they have to go on Amazon, don't they? Is there other places they can buy your book? I'm, uh, yeah, really it's all if they could. <laughs> yeah, it's on Amazon. It's at Barnes and Nobles, all the all the major retailers. It's on our website. I get off your as well, so you can find it. And I want to send back the the same love right back to you. Um, I have so much gratitude for you, not only for being such a good friend, uh, being my mentor uh, in for in terms of so much I've learned from you from the lymphatic drainage standpoint and flow presso and heart rate variability. I mean, we just we just sit and we talk and we can go on for hours. So I'm grateful for who you are. Um, for your friendship and for just your your constant like will and passion to always improve, 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 and not just improve the information that you've learned, but put that into action for you, your family, your children, and obviously for the world out there. So um, having this podcast, I know this is a lot of work to do these things and um, you know what goes on behind the scenes. I know it's pretty crazy, but you're willing to step and do when, what, what needs to be done, no matter what the sacrifice is, to help get this information out to so many people. So um, I appreciate and I appreciate everybody out there for, for tuning in and listening and um, for, for walking the walk. So let's just do this. We're in this together. We are not on the island alone. Um, together we all achieve more so we got to stay in connection and and I, I double that sentiment if there's anything I could do and Kelly can do to help anybody anytime reach out to us we're totally here for you and there's a lot of ways we're going to put in the show notes and how you can reach Dr. Daryl but get off your acid.com is the easiest way to reach him and he has a whole line of products and we carry his green products and if you would like to buy those uh, we'll figure out something for you to give you a special discount. We'll put that Definitely. in the show notes too, because um, we want to make sure you get a step in the right direction to get those greens. And um, I'm going to now put them in my suitcase. So they're always there when I'm ready. <laughs> awesome. So we, we really thank you all. If you found that this show resonated, resonated with your frequency today, or you find <laughs> might help somebody else resonate, please do go ahead and share this. And we appreciate all your comments. Feel free to comment and subscribe to our podcast so that you can know what's happening next on The Beats as we are here to help give you our heartfelt information and time as naturally oriented therapists, medically enlightened doctors and specialists as Dr. Gerald Geoffrey is. Thank you so much and have a blessed day, everyone. Be well, everybody. Stay healthy and kick acid.